Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by... Nuka-Cola, the Wasteland's favorite soft drink. Have a nuke. And now, on to our show. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 9 of Fallout Off the Record. I'm your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight, as always, is Shaleen. Hello, Capital Wasteland. <laughs> That's right, and tonight uh, we have some awesome sponsors with us, uh, tweakedaudio.com. And if you enter our code, off the record, all one word, at checkout, you'll get 30% off and free shipping. That's off the record, all one word, at checkout, for free shipping and 30% off your order at tweakedaudio.com. We are also sponsored by audible.com. Uh, it's uh, your number one source for audiobooks. My voice kind of warbled a little bit there. i got to warm it up. Uh, if you use our link, Audible trial.com slash quest gaming network you'll get a free audiobook when you sign up for a trial there again that link is audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network you can also donate to qgn by going to questgamingnetwork.com and using our paypal link any donation helps the show greatly keeps the streams streaming and the lights uh, burning and uh yeah it'll also get you a shout out tonight on this very Part two episode, I guess you could say. Uh, we've got some news for you, uh, some gameplay from the week, and then we will get into the quest stream slash lore item of the week and some emails. So we've got a lot of cool stuff. We've got corrections. We've got challenge updates uh, from last week and uh, the continuation of the Lovecraftian quest line uh, from last week as well. So why don't we go ahead and take it away with the news? If you like news, you're gonna love our next segment. What happened in the world of Fallout this week, Shane? Well, Rick, we're gonna open up the news this this week with a correction from last week <laughs> uh, because I talked about Australia not having an 18 plus rating for video games. Yeah, and that's not true. Apparently, in 2011, they got an 18 plus rating. Uh, so good job, good job, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> this was pointed out by several of our listeners on Twitter as well as via email. I would like to call out Aaron in particular because his email was very articulate. So thank you guys for keeping me honest, and I apologize for operating on old information. <laughs> um, yeah, so okay, there's that. We all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, me, me more than most of us, but <laughs> I, I apologize for that, you guys. So moving on, our first news item uh, came from Video Games 24-7. Uh, this is a piece of UK news, Rick. Ah. Um, the UK retailer Game has got a pre-order deal going on. You can get a copy of Fallout 4 with a steelbook case and some neat post postcards and a Fallout bobblehead. Um, it's just the standard one. I don't think it's one of the one of the replica of the game ones, you know, one of the special oh. or skill ones. It's just the standard like thumbs up vault boy. Gotcha. Um, it's still pretty cool, though. It's the same size as the, the ones you buy. Oh, cool. And it also comes with access to games Fallout 4 Club. Uh, I don't know if that will have additional um, benefits down the line, but hmm. 
Sounds never, cool to me. I, I think it would be worth it just for the bobblehead. Um, yeah. Those bobbleheads are, are pretty cool. I have one and, and I like it a lot. I have none. So Actually, yeah. my uh, Fallout toys have uh, just shipped today. Yeah. Finally. Finally have, Mine yeah. have not. Mine yeah. have not shipped. I'm excited for them, except I'll, I will be away when they arrive. So I hope no one steals packages from my front porch. I'll be very bummed. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, so our next news item actually came from Forbes, is where I found this, which is an unlikely, unlikely source for Fallout yeah. news, but there you have it. The toy and uh, figure manufacturer 3.0 is putting out a power armor toy, and uh, 3.0 makes really cool action figures. They're about one-sixth scale, so this should be like about a foot tall, I would think. Oh, that's awesome. It looks really cool. There's not any release details, but it looks like it's an articulated figure, a very detailed articulated figure. Uh, they released some concept screenshots, so that's pretty neat. Awesome. I just, I, I really want them to stop making cool Fallout 4 stuff now, Rick. <laughs> I know. I want it all, and I, I've already spent way too much money on Fallout 4 things between my Pit Boy edition and my mini nuke anthology and <laughs> sorry you did it's, get it's that it's getting out of hand it's getting out of hand i know like uh I, um loot you know loot crate that whole thing has been going around oh, and i'm loot. like uh, we'll talk about that I've in a second i know and then um there there's that and then there's also uh the monopoly that they just announced <laughs> mm-hmm. which we'll talk a little bit more about but between all that stuff it's just like i don't have any money i need right. to sell my home <laughs> like Third Sell my job. home for Fallout stuff. That yeah, third. <laughs> I got four. Psh. That just supports my music addiction. <laughs> I need like five for this Fallout thing. <laughs> so our next news item comes from the Inquisitor. Um, Fallout Four won't be as bleak as previous games. The article talked about uh, we're being passed just surviving in the wasteland, and the people are starting to rebuild the world, which I think is pretty neat. Makes um, sense. It won't be as desperate, you know? Yeah. Um, the article said that it was kind of a more hopeful look at the apocalypse, hmm. uh, which is something that I'm all about. I, I like hope in the media that I consume. And uh, here's the uh, our Pete Hines, Pete Hines quote for the week. <laughs> yeah. We now have a job to do. That's the welcome home tagline, which was part of Todd's contribution, because it does have this slightly ominous thing to it. This is where you live, and the whole settlement thing allows you to do a bit of rebuilding the world and so forth, but within the context. It's not like you make it clean and perfect and everything is back to pre-war. So it's still going to be Fallout. Yeah. You know, no worries there. Except, I mean, it makes sense that it's like, you know, 200 years after the war that there's going to be more mm-hmm. building around and people surviving. Because it wouldn't make sense if everything's still desolate, like, you know couple days after the war mm-hmm. kind of feeling so I I, I, right. I completely understand where it's going although I'm really curious to see um, I think that was part of the reason why I really enjoyed Fallout 3 is because it was just so horrible and just like um, mm-hmm. y- you know you just stumble upon skeletons and it's just it's just bad or you find a family that you you know has been a family but they're all dead together and it's just it was such a bleak right. thing and I really really and it's not that I enjoy seeing death I just the environment of everything really good. Well, they so. look at it with such a sense of humor, they too. Do. It juxtaposes it. But um, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how this is all going to work out. And I'm, I have nothing but, you know, good faith in them. 
So I can't wait. I'm getting so anxious. The uh, <laughs> the winter game season is almost upon us. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that's just going to be Fallout. I guess <laughs> it's already starting here. It's already starting. We got a well, you know, not for us with Fallout, but Metal Gear came out and. Yeah. And we're starting to see some of these bigger releases. Yeah, it's true. And it's going to be craziness. I have, uh, I'm highly anticipating Halo 5. So uh, I've got a, a couple weeks to play that, like a week maybe, to how, play that. How do you feel about that Nathan so. Fillion lookalike? Uh, well, it is Nathan Fillion. He's the voice actor as oh, well. Okay. So this uh, he is was in ODST. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I he know. He was that. in Halo 3 ODST. Well, and, um, and I really like that character. I, I want to care about Fireteam Osiris, uh, which are these new Spartans, but I feel like the, the Spartan 4s don't even really count, but I, um, yeah. Um, I do dig that that chick is in like pink armor, because I always make my Spartan like pink and ridiculous, <laughs> and uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, having a, a game character look uh, like that. So yeah. Uh, I was just telling them, Shaleen, about Stasis, the horror game that's heavily influenced based on uh, Fallout. And if they dig ISO games, they should totally go check out uh, Stasis, the guy yes. who... Stasis. Stasis. Whatever. Stasis, Stasis is the same thing. Uh, it can be found at Im- imager.com slash user slash Stasis game. Yeah, he actually made this co- great concept art of what Fallout 4 would look like if it was an ISO. Yeah, yeah. And it so. looks pretty cool. And like I was telling him, they're in front of the red rocket and it's... It's got mm-hmm. this whole look of Fallout that I just don't like because it's not my thing. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that would probably be like a nightmare situation for you. For me, to have yeah. Fallout 4 be an ISO. Uh, for me, yeah. So, um, yeah, so let's. Uh, we have an interview with Josh. Well, it's not that we have an interview with Josh Hoyer. <laughs> I PC, wish you did. But PC Gamer did. Well, third time's a charm, as it were. So, uh, Shaleen, you were about to tell us about the PC Gamer news bit that we have. Right. PC Gamer had a little talk with Josh Sawyer uh, from Obsidian, who is a lead designer for New Vegas. Um, they talked about the uh, a draft of the story for New Vegas in which there was a romance. Um, and that's that's something we've never had in Fallout before. No, in one of the drafts of, of New Vegas... Cass and the protagonist would get drunk and wake up having been married by the king. That sounds pretty freaking awesome, actually. <laughs> so funny. We, we lost they you. Just, they said they didn't include it because it was so complicated uh, to do. There was, it was, yeah. That makes sense. It was sense. A, lot of, a lot of details. But it was a really interesting interview, and I I would recommend you read it. Uh, They asked Sawyer about his feelings about Fallout 4, and he's really anticipating it. Uh, They asked him if there might be the possibility of another Bethesda-Obsidian collaboration in the future. And uh, he said that he really enjoyed the experience with New Vegas and would love to do it again. Uh, But then he just kind of shrugged, indicating that it's, it's all up to Bethesda. Of, so. Yeah, makes sense. It's their it's their property. So, would you like another Obsidian Bethesda game? I will say I really enjoyed um, how they did New Vegas. I mean, the mechanics in it were very very ambitious in in that kind of environment. Um, so, it would be interesting to see what they do with the engine. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, sure, I guess I liked New Vegas, but like I said, the story, the environment, just didn't have the same appeal as fallout 3 did for me right so yeah sure i'm up for 
as much fallout as I can get. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love to see them do something else with the fallout license. Um, but I would like them to just keep it in the oven a little longer than they did New Vegas. <laughs> uh, there, there was just no excuse for New Vegas to release the way that it did. All those bugs and what you didn't want to wear that specific terrible. hat just to access the strip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I wonder how somebody figured that out because I had the the hat glitch and uh, I went on some forums and found some people. Hey, you know, wear this hat and you can go on the strip and it worked. But I thought, who's the first guy that realized, wait, I can only go from wearing this hat. And how many hats did he try on? Exactly. How do you narrow it down to the hat? I mean, I would be, I would be trying everything else but the hat. Yeah. Anyway, moon along. Mm-hmm. Um, the Fallout Twitter account announced recently that they're making an actual official Monopoly, Fallout Monopoly Collector's Edition. We reported on a fan uh, Monopoly board, yeah. I think, last week. Mm-hmm. But this is an official Fallout Monopoly board. They didn't give us a release date or price info, just a teaser image said it was coming soon. That's okay. I would speculate that it's going to be thirty nine ninety nine because that's the price of the Halo board and the Mass Effect uh, Monopoly. So yeah. I didn't know Mass Effect had a Monopoly. Yeah, also Halo. I, I, was, uh, I was kind of tempted to buy one, but... <laughs> I will be getting no, the follow-up. I just one. can't. Definitely just will can't. be getting the follow-up one. The, I probably uh, won't. There's uh Yeah, there's follow uh, Monopoly has caused a lot of a lot of <laughs> tribulation in my household. So. <laughs> I love Monopoly. Love so I got an email from Loot Crate Rick. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And this email said, "You're probably really excited about the Fallout 4 limited edition crate." But just like a super mutant scratching on a vault door, you want to know what's inside. We can tell you that it features awesome Fallout 4 collectibles, including a cool wearable designed to prepare you for a journey through the post-nuclear world, and several exclusive items that you can't get anywhere else, etc., etc. Stay tuned for more details. So, I um, signed up for a loot crate account when I found out they were making this fallout for loot crate because I didn't want to miss it. Right. I Mm -hmm. wanted to be ready, have my account. And, uh, I didn't realize that I had signed up for a loot crate subscription when I did this (laughs) until I got my loot crate in the mail. How is it? It's rad. I love Uh, it. I I got this awesome, like little joker. Let me, let me grab him. He's all wooden. Oh dude. Isn't he great? He He looks like he's from a a gorilla's music video. You just pull this one off. Whoa. And it's and, wood? Uh, yeah, it's wooden. Dude, that's awesome. It's very cool. And there so was cool. like a, a Hydra pin uh, oh. from the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, there was a, a Poyos Hermanos apron from Breaking Bad. Uh, all right. We are recording offline because of all the connectivity issues we have. And hopefully this will work out. And so where we left off was with our news. And we're just going to go ahead and get right into our... Um, gameplay here, but Shaleen's still going to take over on the news here. Right. Uh, We left off talking about the Loot Crate, um, and I think we pretty much covered that. Loot Crate is awesome, and you can sign up for email alerts about the Fallout one at lootcrate.com slash fallout4, the the number four. So yeah, there's Loot Crate. Yep, I want it. I, I do too. I really want it. 
And uh, I, I'm not even upset that I accidentally signed up for Loot Crate subscription because Loot Crate was rad. Yeah, that's so, what you were saying. Yeah. I, uh, I've i always wanted Loot Crate. It's pretty cool. I like it. Um, There was another tweet from Bethesda that I found very interesting. Uh, they said that voice recording for Fallout 4 is complete. Just over 111,000 lines. More than Fallout 3 and Skyrim combined. That is so nuts. I just think, you know, for those six people, that's a ton of work. Yeah, that's for, for sure. For their six voice actors. They, they must have been chained to the VO booth. Um, maybe, they, maybe they actually got more than six this time. That would be super. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they did. There was another tweet that popped out in, in my feed from the three dog voice actor, Eric Todd Dellums. Uh, he said that that tweet felt like a gut punch to him. He was very sad not to be included in Fallout 4. Um, so I, I uh, sent some love to E.T. Dellums on Twitter at E.T. Dellums. Um, we love he, you, three dog. I thought he was involved with Twitter or I thought he was uh, going to be on Fallout. Well, you know, uh, I think they had left the possibility open, but it sounds like he did not record anything, huh. and uh, and they announced that it was done. So that that's yeah. I, I'm disappointed. I, I love Three Dog, and he's he's an iconic part of modern Fallout to me. So let's hope that whatever else they they have as in terms of radio is just as awesome. Yeah, who knows what it's going to be. I, uh, Go ahead. No, I yeah, I thought for sure he was supposed to be on this one. Yes. Appears to be not the case. Oh, bites. Bethesda.net posted that next year's QuakeCon will be August 4th through the 7th at the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, Texas. So go ahead and make your travel plans if you would like to be visiting QuakeCon. I wish I could go to QuakeCon. I think that would be pretty cool. I really would like to go to QuakeCon as well. Have you ever been to any sort of a con? No, I never have. I always want. I mean, the closest thing I ever got to was got to it was a a Ren fair. Mm hmm. But I mean, even still, that's not technically a con. It's close, but. Well, if you're counting Ren fair, then the closest thing I've ever been to was the international mariachi competition when I was in college. <laughs> It was so uh, cool. It was really cool. There were just mariachi bands everywhere. I would hope that they would be mariachi bands everywhere. <laughs> and they were all just practicing, so just walking to class was full of mariachis. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that cool. was that was mariachis off the record for this week. <laughs> so Rick, have you bought any lunch boxes for Fallout Shelter? Not a one. I've bought a few, and I think I'm going to buy a few more because they're on sale until the 7th in honor of Labor Day. So from right now until September 7th, you can get the lunchboxes on sale. The uh, 40 lunchbox bundle is $10. That's a quarter per lunchbox. That's not and bad. And they're usually like 99 cents per lunchbox. So uh, that's pretty pretty cheap for lunchboxes if you would like to get some. Yeah, that's not bad at all. I think I'm going to buy some more because... I have a problem, Rick. I have a problem. <laughs> well, uh, you should gift some to me. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I just. I'm not really a big fan of like buying those things. Do what? Like microtransactions? Yeah, it's just not my thing. 
I don't know. I'd rather, I don't know, not spend my money on it. <laughs> I understand. I don't really have a problem spending money, though, in a game that I'm playing a ton of. That's true. So, Rick, do you like to support charitable causes? Oh, not really, no. I like to keep all my money for myself. No. Not really? <laughs> no, I do. I do. I do. I actually, I support a few. So, but well, yeah. Well, if, if you don't want to go all the way to Freeside to donate to a beggar, <laughs> then you can go ahead and log on to HumbleBundle.com. They are having a Bethesda sale there. Games and DLC from Bethesda, including the Fallout series, Elder Scrolls. I wrote it Scrolls again. Why can't I spell Scrolls? <laughs> the Elder Scrolls. The Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Doom, Quake, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, The Evil Within, and more, including Brink. Oh, you don't want to miss that one. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all on sale at HumbleBundle.com, and you can donate all or part of your sale to charity. So that's pretty neat. Not bad. That does it for our news today, Rick. Cool. So yeah, that does it for our news this week. Um, yeah. Shaleen, you had some gameplay. I, on the other hand, haven't really been able to touch the game, as it were. Yeah, I uh, have a, some gameplay. Not a ton this week, because I was also very busy. Um I just wanted to mention at the beginning here that I have a PC now, thanks to Rick. You so do. thank you, Rick. No problem. It's a pretty rad PC, and I feel pretty good about having built it myself, even though I was just the uh, hands holding the screwdriver while Rick told me what to do. Longest Skype call ever. It was a very long Skype call, and you were so optimistic at the beginning, like, oh, yeah, this would be like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, you're very confident. And three hours later, <laughs> I had a PC. And yeah. it works, and I love it. I haven't had time to game on it much. I'm hoping to do that some next week. <laughs> so, anyway, thanks for that, Rick. No problem. So, no I problem. picked up my Forrest Gump character for my trophy run in Fallout 3. And uh, last when we left, I had just finished the trash compactor section in uh, Mothership Zeta. Well, it turns out I was still in the trash compactor. Um, yeah, I thought I was out, but I was still in there. And I, I went into the next room, and it was just full of boxes of first aid kits, which was a godsend to me. Because <laughs> I, I've been just spamming that stim pack button, Rick. I'm, I'm low on stims. So I, I got to fill up on stim packs and radaways and medics. And I also found in there the samurai sword. And I considered keeping it for myself because it was cool and it would look neat on my shelves. But I didn't. I took it back to the samurai and gave it to him. And he was so happy. I just, I was so glad I made his day. And he ran off. I don't know where he went. Hopefully we will see him again before the DLC is over. And then Forrest Gump went into the cargo hold, which is another, I believe, optional section of Mothership Zeta. And um, I'm going to start out with a, a Fallout Shelter story. I got a, a weapon out in the wasteland called the MPLX Nova Surge, what? which was like a plasma pistol in Fallout Shelter. And I thought, I don't remember ever hearing of this weapon. And I've played a ton of Fallout, and I've made it oh. a point to go seek out all the unique weapons. But I didn't remember this one. So I'm derping around in the cargo hold, right? And yeah. uh, there's a lot of stuff in there. 
there's some armor. I found some power armor and put it on and was so happy. And I found some drugs and some snacks, like uh, some Blamco mac and cheese. I believe they, they sponsor our podcast, actually. Sponsored like the first one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I also found this desk with a, a computer, a terminal. And I'm reading this terminal, and they're talking about a prototype. And so I look up this prototype, and it unlocks a safe oh, yeah? when, I, when I hack this terminal. And so then I spent like 20 minutes wandering around the cargo hold looking for the safe because it was not near the terminal. <laughs> and finally, I find this this area just full of garbage. And they're just there's cows and stuff, Brahmin, like dropping through this hole down into the, the trash chute. It's horrible. Ew. And I find a safe there. And that is the safe that was unlocked. I open it up. And inside the safe is the MPLX Nova Surge, a plasma pistol. Ooh. And this plasma pistol does such high damage that even Forrest Gump can use it effectively. Dude, that's awesome. I was so happy, Rick. And it's been really helping me out fighting these aliens because they're so tough. I was going to say, I know you've been having a hard time punching those things out. It's been a struggle. The normal ones are fine, but the ones with the shiny like shields are just really, really a struggle for me. And, uh, yeah. So I was happy to find the MPLX Nova Surge. That's awesome. Congrats. The next thing I ran into was a room full of Giddy Up Buttercup uh, toys. <laughs> so, yeah, I was, I was just walking through this room full of ponies. And I remembered the room full of ponies. But I didn't remember the second room that I walked into. I opened the door, and it was a smaller room that contained only a single pony in the center of the room. And around this pony were like nine dead wastelanders. Yeah. Like brutally dead wastelanders. Lots of, of gore and, and blood smears. And I'm looking at this, and this pony in the middle of the room, his eyes flash red at me three times. <laughs> That's really creepy. And I think it may have been the creepiest thing I have encountered in all of video games ever. And uh, this is coming from a girl who noped out of dead space like 10 different occasions. <laughs> <laughs> I like that noped out of dead space. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that pony was scary. And uh, and I ran away. <laughs> Forrest Gump does not like ponies. That's he now amazing. has a, a fear of ponies. I could imagine. Uh, that sounds very, very awful. <laughs> So then I went into the hangar with Paulson, the cowboy character. I really like Paulson because he's just, he's kind of a jerk. And I can respect that. What? He's, he's, he's a jerk. He's, he's just, he doesn't care. Um, he just wants to, to kill aliens and <laughs> I'm on board. Yeah, I guess you can't really argue with that, especially after being abducted in how many years? He refuses to sneak, right? And I, Forrest Gump does a lot of sneaking. And... Paulson refuses to sneak. So I was like, okay, Paulson, we'll just roll in. And it seems like these aliens are getting harder the farther I get into the DLC. Mm. But I, I, I did get into that area with the columns and the spaceship in the middle of the hangar. And you just push the buttons and it kills the aliens down in the room below using the columns. Hey, that ain't bad. It was really fun. And I felt like I was a, a musical conductor just... <laughs> a conductor of, of death. It was glorious. And then I lost Paulson, though. And that was sad because 
Some some robots sneaked up behind us, those drones. R.I.P. Paulson. I'll miss you. Uh, but I did take his gun and his cool outfit to remember him by. <laughs> what was it? Uh, it's like a cowboy outfit, oh, okay. and his, his gun is just a pistol. I think it's a like forty four. It's called Paulson's gun, though, so it's not uh, just like a forty four mag. It's Paulson's gun. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we're down Elliot Turkorian, and we're down Paulson, and we only have Soma. Let's face it, because I couldn't find her when I went into that, that section of the game. <laughs> But I'm glad that I still have her because she can repair my gear up to 100. Yeah. Uh, so she keeps repairing my power armor. She's got all my bottle caps now, so I may have to kill her and take my bottle caps before. What? Why does she have all your bottle caps? <laughs> because she charges to repair. Uh, and it costs like 1000 bucks to repair your power armor. So, yeah. Gotcha. Soma has all my monies. Darn you, Soma. <laughs> I went on the spacewalk and... Uh, that wasn't very notable. Uh, it's you can't you just run around on top of the ship and and get to the push some buttons and then get to the transporter in the middle. I did notice that you can hear that alien squeaky shoes sound effect from space from the vacuum of space. <laughs> the alien squeaky shoes are that pervasive, Rick. Yeah. And I just was wondering what made Bethesda decide that the aliens have got super squeaky shoes. I don't. I don't know. Maybe because everything's clean. It's very funny. Little <laughs> squeaky alien shoes. See, I don't. It's, go ahead. I, I was gonna say I don't remember the squeaky shoes at all. Well, every time the aliens move, it just gives us little squeaky shoes noise. <laughs> oh, I thought that was and them talking. No, that's their shoes. I think. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's their shoes. No. It just—it's such an unassuming little sound for. Uh, for such dangerous little guys. <laughs> and now I'm in the weapons lab, and uh, Forrest Gump is confused. He keeps getting lost in the weapons lab, and he's very worried that he's going to miss one of the holotapes that he's collecting. You don't want and to do where, that. That's where I left Forrest Gump, Rick. Hopefully this week I'll be able to finish Mothership Zeta and move on to Point Lookout, because I enjoy Point Lookout much more than Mothership Zeta. I, uh... Yeah, I I like Point Lookout a lot. That's like my favorite, my favorite one out of all the DLCs for Fallout Three. It was absolutely the best. I I agree. Yes, it was. That's for sure. So you want to talk about our gameplay challenges? Yes, we have. Uh, we have had a couple people complete our challenge last from last week, which was kill a death claw with a BB gun. Um, you want to say the three people? I forget their names. We, ha we I'd had, love to. We had screenshots of them. Um, we'll tweet them out, but uh, just because of all the streaming stuff. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. difficult. We had Duncan that sent us in a screenshot of himself over his death claw. He got it on level 28, so thank you, Duncan, for sending in your screenshot. And you had a really great question. We're going to save that for another episode, though. That we are. We also got an email from Leonard. Leonard kind of went overboard. <laughs> he killed two death claws, an alpha death claw and a mother death claw, with the Abilene Kid BB gun. So good on you. Yeah, overachieving, Leonard. Good right. on you. Good, good shooting there. That's for sure. We got an email from Brad Bucko. Uh, who Bucko. took it on on very hard 
with a level 30 character uh, in Old Olney. He says it took him 145 BBs, 32 stim packs, two completely ruined suits of Hellfire armor, and three in-game hours. Goodness. <laughs> so yeah, that sounds like Brad had a good time. We also got an email from Steven Jackman. Uh, he didn't include a screenshot, but he included a uh, really great story. I loved reading your email, Steven. It made my day. Uh, but it was it was a long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing now. But thanks, Steven, and congratulations on your victory finding yes. a BB gun and killing the Deathclaw. Yes, definitely. So we got a challenge for the next two weeks, uh, because next week we will not have a live show. No. So this is a a two-week-long challenge. Yeah, so, yeah, next week we'll explain a little bit more about what's going on with that. Later, I mean. So our, our next two weeks challenge is a New Vegas, very hard, hardcore mode permadeath character. We want you to tell us how far you got and how you died. <laughs> so just, yeah, send us in an email, tell us your stories about that. Uh, did you finish our Deathclaw challenge, Rick? Nope. I, I, uh... I have not had much of a chance to play this week, gearing up yeah. for... Um, I will be on vacation next week, which is why we won't be live. So I have not had an, op- an opportunity to play anything right as of this moment. So well, no. I had a, a little time before the show. So I went ahead and uh, set about doing the challenge. I had to use Forrest Gump, an old Forrest Gump save before I was on Mothership Zeta. Oh, yeah. Because I, I can't find any of my PC saves. I think I'm just going to have to start over on the PC. Uh, and uh, and I don't have my Xbox connected. So I, I booted up an old Forrest Gump, and I had a really hard time finding a BB gun because I'd been selling most of my guns and ammo. So I finally found a BB gun at Dukov's place in the corner. I had to look it up. <laughs> So I had to go put up with that jerk yeah. and uh, call me clown shoes. Clown shoes. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I finally found his BB gun. I stole it from him and felt no regrets. Of course not. But I couldn't find hardly any BBs, Rick. And I got this death claw down to about half health and I had three BBs left. And it was not to be. So I didn't finish this challenge either. But I look forward to testing out uh, my new PC on next week's, the next two weeks challenge, New Vegas. Play on very hard, hardcore mode with a permadeath character. You you die and you delete that save. That character's dead. Yep. So. I, uh, I've done it a few times. Oh, Deathclaw. Ooh. There's the mysterious stranger showing up. I love the mysterious awesome. stranger. Can you, can you see the screen, Shalene? I don't, I don't know if you can. I can. I can see it. Okay. Um, yeah. Ooh, out of midair. Um, yeah, I love the mysterious stranger. I will be partaking in the uh, in that um, permadeath challenge. I've done it a few times now. Uh, at this point, with New Vegas, mm-hmm. and I think the longest I've lasted was four hours. Um, uh, I think yeah. I'm gonna make mine like a Bushido character and uh, and use like a, a knife or a sword. I actually have a, uh, I have a character named Kiddo that is my assassin character. Nice. Reference to be Way to go with the Tarantino. Love that movie. I am going to do, um, from, I don't know if, I don't know, Shalene, what do you think? Should I do a live stream, like a let's play of that challenge 
uh, maybe in two weeks, and I'll do it to where as soon as I get done with um, Good Springs, I just drop everything out of my inventory and run off into the wilderness and see how long I go. Rick, I think that would be super fun. <laughs> I think you should do it. I don't know if I'd last the game. <laughs> I would greatly enjoy watching that. That'd be a lot of fun. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that in two weeks. Um, so yeah, is that... Uh, so are That's we on it. to... We can, we can launch into our part two of the Dark Heart of Black Hall quest. Which is perfect, because look where I'm at. Dun-dun-dun. Ah, oh, the Dunwich yeah. building. Getting shot I have up. mixed feelings about Dunwich, Rick. Why? It's, it's very cool. It's really cool, but I'm really scared of it also. Look at it sitting there all ominous. Yeah. I'm super scared of the Dunwich building. I don't I don't do that well with scary things, Rick. I, I'm I'm a chicken. Shaleen. <laughs> hey Shaleen. What? Boo. Did I scare you? Did I scare yes, you? terrified. I knew terrified. it. Um sorry, that was lame. Well don't worry. I'll be going in like dressed like this, so I think I'll take care of Oh, I think you're going to make it. I think you might survive. <laughs> For our audio listeners, Rick is wearing a set of T-51B. Is that the winterized? That's the winterized. The winterized T-51B. And he's got a, a Gatling laser. So That'll do. I think he's going to survive the Dunwich building. Whoa. <laughs> I've never seen a Protectortron head fly straight up off of one before. <laughs> that, uh, it was like he was hit by a giant in <laughs> Um. So, yeah. Um... We are going to be going into the Dunwich building, which I'm standing in front of right now, wielding my Gatling laser with over a thousand rounds. So I'm prepared. So let's go ahead and uh, we'll talk about... Oh, um, why don't we go ahead and talk about the item of the week, which I will put on in oh, the beginning okay. here. So. so our item of the week is an item that will come... Instead of the weapon of the week, we got an item of the week. Boom. Which will come in very handy here at the Dunwich Building. get a good view of it. It is the ghoul mask. There it is. The ghoul mask is a unique piece of headwear created from sewn-together bits of ghoul skin. Isn't that lovely? Lovely. Human skin on my skin puts the lotion on its skin. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> the ghoul mask makes feral ghouls friendly to the player and his companions or her companions. It counts as eyewear, so you can wear a hat on top of it. If you wear the right hat, you kind of look like Freddy Krueger. I was hoping you were going to get into that. Yeah. Um, you can get the ghoul mask by helping Roy Phillips when you do the Tenpenny Tower quest line. Um. You have to let all those feral ghouls in a Tenpenny Tower, which I think is kind of monstrous, but that is how you get the ghoul mask. Yeah. If you do that, Three Dog will talk tr- talk trash. He'll say you look like a freak show in that mask. <laughs> oh, man. And human ghouls are not fooled by the mask. They, they call you smooth skin. <laughs> I like that. And it's really helpful having this mask when you're in a place like the Dunwich Building. But I find it actually super spooky having the ferals be friendly to you. Yeah, yeah, totally. They just um, look at you. I haven't seen any yet. I, I just stumbled in on this picture. Mm-hmm. It's a skeleton draped over a overturned table with a assault rifle laying like dropped from his hands. Like he tri- yeah, di- died stand. De- defending his last stand. Yeah, and then there's like blood all through the hallways and skeletons and then a dude hugging two ammo crates when you first come in the door. It's a very like... Yeah. Like dark, like you're going to die in here opening to, you know, 
to this building when you first walk in. It's just nothing but blood and death. There's actually a, a terminal entry by that guy. Um, he was holed up after finding those ghouls. And he was waiting for his friend Billy to come in with ammo and grenades. And did you notice a skeleton right by the door when you walked in? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. The one holding the ammo crates. Yeah, that was Billy. Oh, so. poor Billy. Yeah, I, I love how Fallout tells stories like that. So, so interesting. Yeah, so I actually have... Um, I'll wait till we get into the diary section of this, because I have the, a few diaries. But I'm walking up right now, uh, right up next to a ghoul reaver. Mm-hmm. And a just a normal feral ghoul. They're just chilling. They're just Shooting chilling. some dice or something. If you try to talk to them, nothing happens. See, listen. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So. But yeah. This is a really creepy place. So... This creepy place is sectioned into three sections. The Dunwich Building Entrance, where you are right now. The Forsaken Dunwich Ruins. And the Virulent Under Chambers. I really enjoy those names. Yeah, they are pretty. They're so non-Fallout. Mm-hmm. They really are. They just... They I agree s- with you. They sound horror movie-esque. They, they're otherworldly. They, they just, just don't... I mean, they fit. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just weird. You know, that's one of the great things about Fallout. It doesn't have to fit to fit. Oh yeah, totally right. So we're gonna. I don't go. know if you noticed when you first got here, but there's actually no road that leads into the parking lot at the Dunwich Building. Whoa! So. I never noticed that. Yeah, I always thought that was kind of funny. How creepy is that? During pre-war times, it was owned by Dunwich Borers, a company that made drills for tunneling through rock and drilling through rock. Hmm. Richard Dunwich had a sister. Do you know who his sister was? Uh, it's going to blow my mind, I'm sure of it. Constance Blackhall. Oh, they're related. Who was the great-great-grandmother, uh, or great-great-great-grandmother of Obadiah Blackhall, uh, who you shot last week. Yeah, I did. Well, Constance and her brother, Richard Dunwich, shared a fascination with the occult, so... It's maybe not so coincidental as I originally thought that this obelisk is in the Dunwich building. Yeah, it doesn't seem coincidental at all. That company was destroyed during the war, though. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. They are gone. (laughs) You can find some transcripts from a company executive that start off announcing a new drill from the company. But then it's it's like uh, that Dragon software, you know, that, that... uh, transcribes what you say and uh, oh. <laughs> and it transcribes the sounds of the bombs exploding and oh, then gosh. the sounds of people being transformed into ghouls Ooh, that's it's creepy super creepy to read so there's so much creepy in here so these guys are like these ghouls in here are like employees yeah they're the employees of Dunwich Borers nice guys you're looking good And have you gotten to the Forsaken Dunwich Ruins yet? No, I have not. I'm still exploring the upper floor of this building. Okay. Well, when you get to the Forsaken Dunwich Ruins, you can be prepared for a very spooky pre-war flashback. Spooky! Yeah. What's so spooky about it? I guess we'll find out, huh? Yeah, it's it's super creepy. Super creepy. I'm excited. And, uh... It's been so Let's long. Hear. It's been so long since I played this mission that I don't, um, I don't remember a darn thing about it. 
So all this is new to me. That's why I'm like running around like with a, like with my head cut off essentially because I just don't even know. I'm just looting everything. I don't even yeah. know what I'm looking for. Forrest Gump ran Dunwich pretty recently, but I wasn't doing the Krivbekna quest. I was going for the uh, the bobblehead. And bobble that head? bobblehead, yeah, there's a bobblehead. I'll show you where it is. Um, that bobblehead and, and the fact that there's an achievement that is dependent on it was basically the only thing that could entice me into the Dunwich building because I'm so creeped out by it. <laughs> And uh, and so I yeah I've run it pretty recently but not the quest. Gotcha. Where's the uh, where's this bobblehead? Um, you won't get there until later. It's in the virulent underchambers. Okay. It's actually shortly before you get to that obelisk. I'll show you where it is. Okay. Well, we are now entering the Forsaken Dunwich ruins. Okay, let's watch this creepy uh, creepiness. So far, no flashback. Mm-hmm. So far, no flashback. Oh, Ooh. hey, a ghoul. Look at that. He turned. Yeah. Into a ghoul. So you see the guy for our audio listeners. If you have not played through the Dunwich building, you walk in and the office looks like pre-war times and you see a, a dapper gent in a sweater vest and then it flashes back to present day. And that man is a glowing one. Yeah. Who is not attacking me because I'm wearing the ghoul mask. Indeed. Squee ghoul mask. You notice there they actually didn't change the walls in that flashback sequence. <laughs> no, I guess I didn't they didn't have that. time to, to render pre-war walls. I did not notice that. So there's some notable loot in the Dunwich building. There is a Nuka-Cola Quantum on the ground floor. I believe Rick picked that up. I did pick that up. It's kind of near the entrance. It's in that same room with the skeleton that was hanging over a table that had made his last stand. Yep. And the melee weapons bobblehead is in the virulent underchambers, as we have already mentioned. Uh, there's some other spooky supernatural stuff you can see, like a coffee pot being thrown to the floor. Huh. Yeah, I think that's also here in the Forsaken Dunwich Ruins. What, like it, it gets thrown to the floor in front of you? Yeah, like you walk in and it's all poltergeisty, like... Poof. Whoa. Yeah. Why can't I pick an average lock? Come on, come on. You yes. can do it, Rick. Got it. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. See, wasn't that weird? I always thought that was a glitch. <laughs> no, that's spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Meant to be there. Creepiness. So if you talk to uh, Ronald Laren in Girdershade, he's the, the creep that lives next door to Sierra Petrovida. He will actually warn you to stay away from the Dunwich building. He said it's some bad mojo. I think I remember him saying something like that before. Hmm. And that's it for our, our Dunwich lore. We do have some further information. Oh, here's the uh, here's that guy talking with that dragon software. Right. Oh, oh wait, no, no, no. This is the guy waiting for Billy. Yeah, that this was Billy's friend was writing that entry there. It's pretty cool how, how they tell stories that way. It is. The Dunwich Building, as much as I am scared of it, it's some of the best storytelling in the Fallout series, in my opinion. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. So you picked up a bunch of holotapes, Rick, from a gentleman named Jamie. That I have. Shall we talk about Jamie? Yeah, yeah. Do we, wanna, do we, uh, we should listen to the holotapes, too. Sure. Uh, if I can... Do you want to play those first or talk about them first? Let's see here. Uh, let's 
Let's play the first entry and then we'll talk. Okay. Why the hell would he come all the way out here? Dad's been a little nuts for some time now, but not like this. Leaving me in that crappy old hospital without waking me. Without a goddamn flashlight. I made enough selling the meds we scrounged to have kept us both fed at the colony for weeks. Now I'm almost out of rations, my shoes are pretty much destroyed, and I'm still chasing the old crew. By my last reckoning, he was headed south. All right, so it sounds like he's looking for his dad. Right. Jamie Dexter Palabras is this man's name. Um, that's a reference to Charles Dexter Ward, who was a Lovecraft character. Oh, my goodness. Jamie's father popped up back in camp one day with a book bound in black leather stamped with strange glyphs. Sound familiar? It does. I do believe it's my Crevecna uh, that I have. Where is it at? Right here. Yeah, Jamie's father was a ranger, and he found this book and took it to the Capital Wasteland where he believed it would uh, fetch a good price from the Brotherhood scribes. And apparently they didn't want it because uh, he decided to take it back to its source, the Dunwich building. So its source was from this building? That's what he believed. I don't think that's actually true, but that's what Jamie's father believed. Huh. Jamie's in his late 20s, and he's following his father, trying to find him after he took off with his book. And I felt like the story of Jamie really parallels the Lone Wanderer's story. Just a guy looking for his dad who who just took off one morning without telling you anything. And I feel like this could have been us. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. If our quest had gone differently, we could be we could be Jamie. That's true. We could have gone insane. Indeed. Jamie traveled a long way. He fell in with a group of raiders and uh, they were they were bad guys. He didn't realize how bad they were when he took in, took up with them. But then they killed a family over some vegetables, and he took the first opportunity to escape. Should have took the first opportunity to kill them all. Mm-hmm. He joined up with some traders and uh, eventually made his way to the Dunwich building where he found his father, who had become a ghoul. Ooh. Yeah, plot twist. At least yeah, Liam Neeson, our dad, had not become a ghoul when we found true. him. No, he was just a, a deadbeat dad who ran out on us. So, there's that. Yeah, so uh, let's listen to uh, a second entry then, because I have the second one. How many are there entries total? Like eight. Okay, I've got eight. So let's go ahead and listen to these entries, these journal entries from Jamie, who is searching for his father. Maybe I shouldn't have waited so damn long to start tracking him. Trail's gone cold. I'm going to wander with these guys a while. They say they wander the area. Maybe somebody's seen Dad. Now, is that a reference to the Raiders? <clears throat> yes. Off? Okay. That's the Raiders. So this is journal entry three. These guys aren't who I thought they were. Jesus, they killed that family for a sack of rotten vegetables. Getting out of here next chance I can without catching a bullet. Gotcha. So then we're going to move on to four. Oh, wait. I, yeah, here's four. Hit a caravan today. Trev didn't see the kid and got popped. I took care of Tawny right then and put one in Thor before he saw her fall. That so did kill them. From the traders. Even better, they saw Dad. He was in pretty rough shape and still has the goddamn book. The trader says it gave him the creeps. Me too. But it's good to know he's still alive, still headed south. Yeah, that's cool. That sound, that's very uh, Walking Dead when those guys meet up with Rick and uh, mm -hmm. the, I can't remember, the, the crossbow guys with him. 
they take him out. So, um, yeah, so this is journal. So they do kill. He does kill the Raiders. That's good. Mm -hmm. I'm happy about that. So here's journal entry five. He must have been trying to trap food here. I recognize his snares. I can make out a building on the horizon. That must be where he headed. If not, at least I get a roof tonight. That must be the infamous Dunwich building. Indeed. So here's uh, journal entry six. Am I getting ahead of what you're... No, carry on. Awesome. Don't like the look of this place. Don't like the smell. Gives me the creeps. Don't want to risk a shot at the crows till I know what's in there. Sneaking in tonight. Ooh. So he's sneaking in at night. So he's now entered the Dunwich building where we are. God help me. You skipped seven. Dad today. Ah. The raiders told spook stories about zombies in the ruins. Never saw anything like that where I come from. But Lord help me. They're real. Not quite what Thor said, but close. These things look... I think they really used to be people. That they were. And uh, should we do eight now or when we get to the end? Um, I'd go ahead and do it. All right, here we go. This is the last journal entry for Jamie. God help me. I found Dad today. I didn't think it was him, but... Face. The zombies didn't touch him. I think he was becoming like them. Didn't know it was him until I found that old book near him. No more killing. I just need to go. Can't forget the book. All I have left of him. It's warm against the stone. I'll... I'll just rest a while. So, yeah, that's a pretty good hint that Jamie's fate. Yeah. He found his dad, who had become a ghoul, which was very sad. And he very picked much. up the Grivbeckna and decided to rest against an obelisk. When he woke up, he had begun to transform into a ghoul. Jamie is one of nine named characters to have very evil karma in Fallout 3. Jamie is. Yeah, and I find that really kind of a heartbreaking story. Because he was just a, a guy just trying to make it. Yeah. Ooh, entry nine. Yeah. I didn't remember there was a ninth. He was a ninth. The Maybe ninth more. Maybe there's more. Go ahead. Oh, one second. Sharp knife. Sharp knife to send him to Deep Temple. Flay and say my words. Abdul comes again on the feast of the weaker. Feast uh, for the Deep Temple. Born again. Here. Alhazared, yes, yes. So I think he went full HP love nuts. So right, he is deep in the thrall of the Krivbekna. Yep, poor gone, Jamie. gone, gone. So maybe, and I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say maybe that's how he got his negative karma. He uh, turned into this this thing, a mere shadow of himself, as as yeah. you could say. That's exactly the, along the lines of what I was going to say. It's just, it's really sad that he went from this guy just like us looking for his dad yep. to in the thrall of this evil book. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, so we are in the vir, 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 virulent, the virulent under chambers. That thing. We're in those under chambers here, and I'm trying to figure out. It just keeps going down and... Oh, yeah. what's that? Is that just a ghoul? That's just a feral ghoul. There's hey, you're a, a few feral ghouls. Alright. So, the last time I was here with Forrest Gump, I had to punch these guys. Well, I have that nice little mask on that's uh, protecting me from all sorts of 
gold. So it's, uh... I think oh, you're the... getting close to the bobblehead. Oh, yeah, that's right, the bobblehead. Um, it might have been up those stairs, actually. Yeah? Let's go find me a bobblehead. Seems like every time I go out in the field and you're along, Shaleen, you always point me in the direction of a bobblehead. Okay, is your Pip-Boy light on? Yeah. Yeah. It seems really dark to me. Can you increase your brightness a bit? Uh, yeah, sure. And go back down. You've come too far back. Really? I think it's okay. Is there a little platform there in the middle of that? No. Okay, I guess we're not there yet. I apologize. Okay. Oh. I've led you astray. So much for my guide. Some Sherpa yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but All it's right. a, a very similar looking room to that. Okay. We're getting close. Oh, could it be here? Maybe at the top of these stairs. All right, let's go find us a bobblehead. Uh, There's a little square platform hmm. with the bobblehead in the middle of it, just in some rubble. I think this ah, is it. There it we is. We found it. There's the melee weapons bobblehead. And you go back down to find the obelisk that is your objective. Yeah, this is where we destroy the Kribekni. So in the in the uh, bottom of the virulent underchambers, we are going to find an obelisk that is a, a statue picturing a woman with her arms reaching out. It's covered in vines and skulls run up the back. And you can see that, well, you will see very soon, that there are some ghouls that appear to be worshipping oh, this obelisk. Whoa, 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 whoa. And it sort of looks like Jamie is summoning something, maybe some other ghouls, from that crack in the rocks. Well, uh, he didn't last very long to try to take me on, that's for sure. There's Jamie as a, so, as a yeah. ghoul. He uh, tried to kill I me. Jamie. Poor boy. Yeah, so here's the tragic. Here's the obelisk, guys. It's got skulls in the front. There's a chick kind of coming out of the back. This obelisk is highly irradiated. Toward the top, it puts out 20 rads. Really? I'm yeah. not getting anything from it. Oh, there we go. There you go. It's presumably the cause of Jamie's ghoulification as well as his father's. What if this is the origin of the ghouls, huh? It could be. I don't know. I think they just are, are born of radiation, but maybe there is a bit of a supernatural connection as well. Maybe. Well, well, we are here to do one thing, and we are going to do it, and we are going to activate the obelisk. Press the Krivbekna to the obelisk's surface. And we wow, all, that just torched it. And we all light on fire. Well... What? Did they just disappear? No, they didn't. Well, I... uh, okay. Yeah, guys, this has been fun. We uh, took the Krivbekna to the obelisk and walked down through all the gob uh, goblins. <laughs> <laughs> walked down through all the ghouls and destroyed the Krivbekna. There's only one thing left to do, and that's to put my winterized T-51B helmet on and lay waste. <laughs> So while Rick is having a good time just destroying these ghouls with his Gatling laser, 
Nope. <laughs> oh, wow. They took you out, Rick. How did they take you out so fast? Uh, Reaver came up behind me. Wow. Aw. A sad end for Rick. Well, yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. That was awesome. It had been a long time since your last save, too. Yeah, I have to go all the way back down to the obelisk now. So while you're doing that, I'll tell you my last little tidbit of information about the obelisk. Yeah, what's this your... obelisk appears to be an altar to Ugg Qualtoth. Uh, the swamp folk worship this entity, and according to legend, pressing the Krivbekna to the obelisk can cause a ghoul to erupt in flames. We saw that that was indeed true. Yes, it was. This may reference Yogg-Solthoth. Gosh, <laughs> Lovecraft. What... what? What were you thinking, Lovecraft? He Yogg's likes those goofy names, doesn't he? Was a cosmic entity created by Lovecraft, first mentioned in The Case of Charles Dexter Ward, part of the Cthulhu mythos. Ah. So that's that's the end of that. Oh, cool. Wanna read emails? or? Yeah, I'm going to kill Jamie again real quick. But yeah, let's read some emails. While Rick is killing Jamie, we'll read our, a couple of emails. This... We're trying to work our way through um, a bit of a backlog, so some of these emails are a little older. This one says, Hello, fellow warriors of the Wasteland. I hope you are all faring well in your vaults now that Fallout Shelter has come to Android. As the overseer of Vault 314, I am obligated, but pleased to invite you to look over our wondrous facilities. We can accommodate 46 inhabitants, but we are only currently home to 13 dwellers, each of which are more than pleased to work tirelessly in producing clean and renewable resources. Let's hear what a few of our happy dwellers have to say about how much they love Vault 314. I got pregnant the first day I got here, and then the overseer sent my boyfriend out into the wastelands with only a vest and a handgun, Lisa Taylor. <laughs> As you can see, it's a great place to start a family, and we do everything we can to ensure the safety of our dwellers, both inside and outside Vault 314. Let's hear from another happy resident. The Overseer rushes production knowing that there's a high rate of failure? <laughs> What's wrong with that guy? Paul Boyd. That's right. We here at Vault 314 give it our all and are more than equipped to handle the occasional workplace fire or rad roach outbreak. After all, a little elbow grease goes a long way. Let's hear from one last happy and healthy res resident. All we have to eat here is Nuka Cola and pie. What sort of madman? Jacqueline Knight. Haha, -ha, that's right. At Vault 314, you can have all the pie. Get it? Pie? You can eat. I hope our tour was enticing and you are invited to join our lively community here at Vault 314. Hope to see you very soon, Overseer Dave Deanforce Adams. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Should have seen that one coming, huh, yeah, Rick? That is amazing. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Dave. We love your emails. That is amazing. So our next question came from Twitter. It came from Twitter. This was from Matthew. Matthew. Stars like Liam Neeson and Matthew Perry have appeared in past Fallouts. Does Fallout 4 have any celebrities Matthew, on tap? Matthew Perry? Yeah, from Friends. He was Benny. Oh, why does that... Oh, that... Yeah, I get it now. Yeah. That's amazing. And he says, also, who would you like to see make an appearance in Fallout 4? Hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised Morgan Freeman hasn't made an appearance. <laughs> Seriously. That would be great. 
hi everybody i don't know i'm doing you know what i mean that guy <laughs> that voice that sounded a lot too much like cleveland Hmm, I'm trying to think of who I would like to see in Fallout as a voice actor. I'm really excited about the two protagonist voice actors. Um, yeah, me too. I think they're going to do a great job. Courtney Taylor and Brian Delaney. Um, <laughs> thought you were going to say Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, gonna going to go with the nope on that one, too. The nope is strong with this episode. Um... Let's see. I enjoyed Liam Neeson as our dad. Hmm. For like the three hours that he was in there. Who would we like to see as a voice? Who does voices for for video games? I don't know. A lot of people. Mm -hmm. Oh, good grief. I'm surprised that we haven't had like Nolan North in Fallout. Or Troy Baker. They're in all the video games. Nolan North does the voice of uh, Uncharted, Nathan Drake. Uh, uh, he's he's in all the video games, all of them. Like name a video game, he's probably was in it. Mario and if he 3. wasn't in it, then Troy Baker was in it. <laughs> well, you, well, you named one, Rick. <laughs> but he's in very many video games. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't made an appearance in, in Fallout. Yeah. I, uh, what are some voices that you love, Rick? Man, I don't even know. I mean, when I really think about it, um, I really enjoyed, uh, and this is back, kind of stems back to what we were talking about when we lost you uh, towards the beginning of the show. Um, I'm a big fan of um, Firefly. Mm-hmm. So the Nathan Fillion and the other voice actors from Fall, uh, from Firefly that were in Halo ODST were a, a lot of fun. Um, and I'm kind of excited to see Nathan Fillion. You mentioned that he was coming back as a voice actor. Um, I really enjoyed the female um, Shepard from Mass Yeah, Effect. Jennifer Hale. She, She's spectacular. Oh, my gosh. It was, it, it was amazing. And, like, I'm sorry. Um, the male voice actor for, for, you know, for Mass Effect, like, if, you know, characters. Mark Ear, I believe, was his name. Yeah, like when a character you know. is about to like, like it was angered a character. He's like, "Don't you do it!" And it was just like, there's no emotion behind it. And the I can't. Who'd you say, Jennifer? Jennifer Hale. Yeah, Jennifer Hale. The way that she did her voice acting with, um, you know, just the different options mm-hmm. that you could pick and the the way that she said the things with like attitude behind it, just yeah. made. The female shepherd so much more alive. She delivered a spectacular performance. Whoa! What as was that? I don't know, but it was exciting. She also was a Halo Spartan. Wait a minute, was um, that the the? Uh, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute, Shalene. I think. No, tell me that's the okay. Firelands. Okay, so I remember hearing a long time ago the silly rumor. That if you see an explosion in the sky, it has something to do with the aliens. It does. They drop a gun called the Fire Lance, which is my favorite weapon. Oh, no. Wasn't it over this? I'm not sure, Rick. I thought a little dude came up to you and said something to you. No, I don't remember a dude. Ah. <gasps> No. I could have swore it was over in this direction. 
All right, like everyone listening and watching, we've got to stop everything and find this. <laughs> yes, I think <gasps> you found it. Look, alien power alien cells. Power cells. No so way. The fire lance should be nearby. I have never, ever, ever experienced this before. This is so cool. This it is... actually happened to me in front of Super Duper Mario on my wow. first play. This is amazing. Alien power cells everywhere. Get Aussie power cells. Um, it's you great. guys, you just like you know. We ha- we all had a first together. <laughs> we we totally all had a first together. And like I bet you can't say that about anything else without it being very creepy. Yeah. Oh man, this is amazing. Where's the fire so lance? Rick is gleefully gathering up these uh these alien power cells looking, looking for, for the, the power lance. I don't know where it's at. I don't see it. What the frick? But it has to be close by. It's dark though. It is. Ah, I wish more power cells. I wish it was day and you could see. I know more power cells. There's more power cells. There's more power cells. Oh my goodness! We've got to find this thing before we are. All right. Well, why don't you read an email while I'm just traipsing around here looking for? Great. Them. Let me just open up my email and find another one. Oh, did uh, did you read both of them already? I thought we had two. I did read both of them. We read <laughs> two. But totally. I can find another. No, that's all right. <laughs> no, we'll just keep it as two because we, we get a ton, and I'm trying to make sure that we get through them in an orderly fashion. Um, okay, Rick. Where the frick is the stupid gun? Um, Grr. What's it look like, anyway? It looks... I don't remember. I think it looks pretty much like the Alien Blaster. A little different. Longer, maybe? Hmm... It just looks like a, a pistol, like a. Like a pistol. Let me look it up. Like a, a energy pistol, like an uh, alien pistol. Uh, the fire lance. I apologize I, for my my loud typing. <laughs> it looks like the alien blaster, pretty much the same. Well, where is it then? I found all the power cells. It should have been amidst the power cells. What if it like landed weird and glitched like and just launched? That would be a tragedy. A tragedy, my friend. Be awful. Well, um, Mm. let's go ahead and get through the... uh, Let's go ahead and get into the ending of the show. I had a lot of fun doing this. So did I. It was a good one. Yeah, it was was pretty awesome. Do you want me to to read this while you're... Yeah, while I'm still looking around here. Okay. So last week, we... um, or earlier, I don't believe it was last week, we talked about a giveaway that we will be doing yep. for two of the Funko Pop Vinyl Mystery Minis. So today, it, we said we'd tell you how to enter in September. It's September. That it is. So you can enter by taking a selfie with your favorite NPC. Um, if you're on console, it's okay to send us just a picture of your TV. You know, if you can't send a screenshot, that's fine. So uh, make it fun, you know, take uh, put on a fun costume or, you know, just do whatever you want. Pick out your favorite NPC, take a selfie with them and send it to us at falloutotr at gmail.com. Include your mailing address or tweet it to us at falloutotr. And at the end of the month, Rick and I will each pick our favorite and those two people will be the winners. That's for sure. And we will uh, post those NPC picks. uh, Um. And and sorry, Shaleen, I found more alien power cells, and I like just stopped paying attention for a second. That's okay. Did you say that they were going to do it via Twitter, right? 
Oh, via Twitter? Yes, we're going to do it um, via Twitter. So, okay, via Twitter. So don't don't email them. No, Tweet do them not email us. them. So what we want you guys to do is... Uh, what in the world? Oh, gosh. Enclave iBot. Die! <laughs> um... Let's think of a hashtag on the fly because I want to do this. If you tweet at us with a hashtag um, of, let's say, follow OTR contest. <laughs> That's too long. Oh, geez, we should have thought about this. <laughs> I, I don't know about hashtags, Rick. <laughs> well, no, because that's the only way we're going to be able to, to measure who's tweeted at us with it. Because we just searched for that hashtag and we found out everyone who's tweeted at us. Trust me, it'll work. We'll do, uh, how about this, guys? Um, tweet at us with hashtag uh, Funko OTR giveaway. And that, again, is... Oh, and mine was too long. Yeah, it's Funko shut up. OTR giveaway? Shut up. <laughs> do you have a better idea? I love how people listening no, no, to us argue. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it. Hashtag. Hmm. I wish we had the chat room available. <laughs> I know. They would come up with a, a hashtag for us. Just go with yours, Rick. Your long one. It's fine. Yeah, Funko so, OTR giveaway. F-U-N-K-O OTR giveaway. Yeah. Uh, and, and hashtag that. And then post us your NPC uh, selfie. And then tag us at uh, that at Fallout uh, OTR. Um after the hashtag and then we'll retweet it and um we'll pick out the winners and we'll uh we'll air them we'll air the uh image that you send us along with i'm excited for this yeah. i think it'll be a fun yeah. contest we'll we'll air the image and announce it over the air um later in september so go ahead and start tweeting at us with your selfies with your favorite npcs using the uh hashtag funko otr giveaway giveaway and also, send us your opinions on Fallout 3 versus Fallout New Vegas. Uh, we are going to have a friendly argument episode about which of those two games is superior. And if you are a champion of Fallout 1 or 2, send us those emails as well. Tell us why <laughs> uh, why the previous games might be better. And uh, here's the thing. We're keeping this friendly, guys. We uh, We tease each other about Rick's opinion that Fallout 3 is better and mine that New Vegas is better. But we both love all of the Fallout games, so just keep yes. that in mind. This is just a, a friendly debate for a fun conversation. So send us emails about your own opinions, and also, if you are a Fallout cosplayer, or if you know a Fallout cosplayer, um, send us your pictures of cosplay and your stories of how you made those cosplays, because that is something else we will be talking about on a future episode. Yep, we're just gathering stuff to make a new segment, so... You can tweet at us at Fallout OTR. You can tweet Rick at Rick McVick. You can tweet me at Shalene L S H A L I N E L. You can email us at falloutotr at gmail.com. Um, please like this video on YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Quest yes. Gaming Network. Leave us a review on iTunes. These reviews mean the world to us. It makes our day when we get a new one. We have some people that left us five-star reviews that we would like to recognize and thank. Chicky Cosplay. And uh, this next person left um, a very unpronounceable <laughs> string of letters and a silly review about how I don't love him. You're wrong. I totally do love you. And uh, Ecto1959 was a reviewer in Canada. 
again, just to mention, if you are reviewing and not getting a shout out and maybe you're in a country that we're not checking, just, you know, send us an email. Let us know to check Mm -hmm. that country. We record live on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork slash live. And you can check out other great QGN shows that stream live on uh, YouTube. I think a few of them may still be on Twitch, but we are making the transition to YouTube. Elder Scrolls off the record, classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age off the record, Warcraft off the record, Rift Reforged, Dota off the record, the Mortal Online podcast, Dancing with Daggers, and there is also a QGN Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Sweet, that yeah. does it for our show. Yep, and uh, maybe someday I'll find this silly weapon. I haven't found it yet, so uh, we'll find out. I guess in two weeks if I find this. <clears throat> oh yeah, I wanted to talk about what's going on next week. So next week um, we will not be streaming live, uh, pretty much like this week. But um, <laughs> the reason is, is I will actually be at the beach. So we have a pretty awesome episode in store uh, for you guys um, next week, where we. Uh, shoot people in the head, or at least one person, and the rest we burn or do something else with. So, <laughs> Spoilers, Rick. Hey, no, it's not. It's teasing. It's called teasing. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, join us next week. We will tweet out the link, and uh, the show will be available to watch on YouTube uh, next Friday, and it will be up on iTunes next Friday. So, again, there won't be a live show because I'll be on vacation. We'll pick up the live stream again in two weeks. So, until then... Thank you very much for for watching and listening, and I'll see you next week. Alhazred! Alhazred! <laughs>